3CR would like to acknowledge the Kulin Nations, true owners, caretakers and custodians of the land from which we broadcast. Okay, Melbourne, what does it mean to you? I'm a Melbourne and I love the fighting to be out of It's all fantastic. But for people who Melbourne, for okay, but for other people not so okay. And today we are going to experience Melbourne accessibility for those not only wheelchair but with mobility issues around Melbourne. I'm here. My name is Peter Ward. Well, I'm an advocate at Armida through the NDAP program, the National program. Disability Advocacy Program. How could I forget that? <laughs> we also run the NDIS Appeals Program. <laughs> Judy and Ange do that. And a lot more. And I'm good today. One and only Lord Mayor Number with Shelly Cat. Good evening, Lord Mayor. Good evening, yeah. Peter and Bromwell, and thanks for having me. No problem. Welcome. So, you're listening to yeah. 3CR Raising Our Voices, 855 yeah. AM. And today we're talking with Lord Mayor Sally Cap about Accessible Melbourne. Um, how long can you stop me, Lord? I don't want to be too heavy, too early. Um, Lord Mayor, what is going on over Melbourne? What is going on around Melbourne for Christmas and all events accessible to people with disabilities? Well, what a lovely way to start the show, talking about Christmas, but making sure we have the overlay of uh, what are we doing to make sure that all these festivities are accessible for everyone. And one of our key focus areas is uh, particularly around the festivals that we run is to make sure that they're accessible as possible. And Christmas is one of our big uh, festivals. We've got some of the 
old favourites like the lighting of the Christmas tree that really kicks off the Christmas festivities for us and that's in Federation Square which is a really hard square to get around but it does have special trails there for people with disabilities to make sure that it's easier. Another of the crowd favourites is the Gingerbread Village and Epicure do this amazing village uh, all from gingerbread and marzipan. They they use tonnes of gingerbread and marzipan Yum. and they recreate scenes of Melbourne yeah. and the detail is incredible. And this year they're adding the Botanic Gardens and they're also adding the Shrine of Remembrance. So it'll be fantastic to come and see... Uh, those parts of Melbourne recreated in gingerbread. And they have a little Lord Mayor in there outside Town Hall. So I'll be looking for that. That's brilliant. We've got special guards for people like you, Peter, to stop you grabbing that gingerbread. But you can also take some gingerbread away with you, so don't worry about that. Um... I'm looking care a bit more now. Yeah. I'm Victorian government and like I'm really even like we don't like whatever. I'm happy like great um the kicking in what we're doing how we doing it. Uh, we got to remember Tunnel and the Wicks Great Tunnel. So, in uh, Melbourne, yeah. in, in Melbourne, we now have to be coming out with so uh, there is a lot of work happening around the Melbourne Metro and the Westgate Tunnel. In fact, we haven't really seen that Westgate Tunnel work start yet, but we will into the new year around West Melbourne particularly. I'm just talking about our municipality, yeah. but in the municipality around uh, Melbourne Metro, wow, there is so much disruption to our city. And to tell you the truth, we haven't even reached peak activity yet. And so that creates a lot of issues for everyone, but particularly for people that have accessibility issues. So we're really pleased that last year we launched uh, the Accessing Melbourne website and what we do on that website is we highlight where the disruption is happening for uh, particularly for people with disabilities and we're able to suggest uh, different routes around the city to overcome those elements of disruption but there's no doubt that when you add Melbourne Metro in with a lot of the other development that that also the private sector is doing that being able to monitor and maintain proper accessibility is difficult. So whilst we've got the app and we have our disability committee, which was celebrating 20 years this year, it's the longest running committee that we have at the City of Melbourne is our disability committee. We've got a little party coming up for that, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, so we, we do have good intentions and we really do have best efforts. But the fact is, we still don't get it right. And when I say we, I mean the City of Melbourne, the state government, the private sector. So if you are seeing things out there that are frustrating you, please call us because we are the first uh, port of call for these issues. And then whether it's us to fix 
or it's state government or it's Yarra Trams or it's Vic Roads, we can coordinate with them to actually fix some of these issues up. So we know that it's particularly difficult at the moment, uh, but we believe we're working to something better because those train stations are going to be state-of-the-art for accessibility uh, for everybody with disabilities. And we're already starting some of the features, for example, on our big street signs. We're adding Braille to those street signs in our new train stations. There'll be all of those sorts of features to help people with uh, disability issues because we know we need to be a city that welcomes everyone. <laughs> I'm now, I find that valid to get down at the moment without getting any harder when the work really ran bad or the way about the climate now. Mm. Well, Swanston Street is one of the areas where we're going to see peak activity as we start working on the Town Hall Station, which starts early in the new year. And so there will be some quite big changes at that end of Swanston Street. And one of those changes is that the area around Young and Jackson's, you know, that area around Flinders Street Station, we're basically going to have to divert everybody over onto the cathedral side of the of Swanston Street and we're going to have diagonal crossings over to Flinders Street because that area around Young and Jackson's where, between Flinders Lane and Flinders Street, I should say, on Swanston Street, is going to pretty much be closed for a period of time. There can be, there'll there be times when you can pass through, but I'm recommending to everybody to use the uh, St Paul's Cathedral side of Swanston Street. We're keeping those lovely wide footpaths uh, open and available. And one of the things we've realised about the way we move around our city for everybody is that where we have those uh, lovely wide pavements, the access and the movement around the city is much better. So we are looking to further widen footpaths on our main thoroughfares and that'll make a big difference for everybody, including those with a disability issue. That's fantastic, Sally. Uh, So many things being put in place. It is helpful. It makes a big difference. And I remember that um, when I was thinking about Accessible Melbourne and chatting with Peter... We were thinking about Melbourne now and Melbourne vision for the future and what might there be um, in the long term coming up. Mm. Well, look, should we stay on transport and getting around the city for a little bit longer? Because one of the big parts of the new transport plan that we just uh, approved about three weeks ago is uh, is very much around how our public transport system integrates with the city because it's quite disjointed at the moment. And one of the bits of work we're doing just before Christmas, so that's the very near future, but as an example, is there's a there's a one of the what I call the old tram stops on the corner of William Street and Burke Street, where there's no accessibility for people mm. with disabilities, none. And it's really dangerous because we're still asking people to come out into the middle of the street to border a tram and you have to, to cover the, the traffic. 
William and Burke. So what we're doing is we're moving that tram stop with Yarra Trams further up William Street and we're making it fully accessible. So it will be one of those uh, great super tram stops where there is accessibility for everyone. It's much safer. It's got proper ramps. It's got same level entry for the trams uh, from the tram stop. And so it's those sorts of projects that we'll see more and more of around the city, which means, and look, I'm a little bit selfish because the City of Melbourne, we want to make sure that for everybody where they have a destination that's Melbourne, that it's easy to come to. And I think uh, as we develop more of these tram stops around the city and as these new train stations come online, it'll make it far easier for people with disabilities to be able to come into the city. I recognise that along those train and tram lines, there are still issues, but I'm really pleased that that we're working hard on making the city a centre for everyone. There are lots of other things that we're working on just in that transport plan. For example, we still have issues uh, for people who can drive into the city but need to be able to get into their wheelchairs when they stop and park in handicapped uh, parking spaces, which have been specifically uh, reserved for them. If there are motorcycles on the pavement, it basically renders those spots useless. Uh, So we are bringing in uh, more regulation around and uh, more signage to make sure that motorcyclists particularly and other pedestrians realise those zones are really important for people parking there to be able to have access on both sides of their cars to be able to to do those sorts of things. And the other thing we're doing, uh, and it's been ongoing work, is in terms of the venues around the city is making sure there's good accessibility. And it's not just the big ones um, and like the big arts centre or the National Gallery or our big theatres. It's also making sure that our cafes have good accessibility. So we've been uh, walking along and reviewing particularly the way tables and chairs are set up outside our cafes to make sure that they're still highly accessible for people. So I think that is a very long politician's answer to a simple question which is what is the future and the future is a city that really is accessible for everyone wonderful I found and I had to get in the for many years. How is that now? Can we get on the bus? Yeah, or can you see in the future that we might be able to go what? Wow, Peter, are you saying you can't get on a boat to go along the Yarra at the moment? That's been my experience. It has, has it? Okay, well, I'm going to check that out because we do have ramps down to the, the boat landings, but I'm going to ask the question specifically. That, that was me. That was, I know, but it's I, worth checking I, out. I have been on the boat for... Well, we need to fix that. Well, well, do you know what? I was just saying this morning to a group of people, we were down at Docklands, and as Melbournians, we really underappreciate the fact that we are a water city. We have the Yarra River, we have Victoria Harbour, we have Mooney Ponds Creek, we have Maribyrnong River. We're actually blessed with water, and we don't utilise it enough. And then, of course, we've got the lovely bay once you get uh, down into Port Phillip, etc. I, I live on the boat. I live out at Altana. So uh, I live about two miles from the boat. Well, so that I, is beautiful. Fantastic. 
You've got it's a lovely a nice big spot. park down there Came as well. Down there all the time. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Um, so I will look into accessibility yeah. because we're trying to encourage more people onto the water. Yeah. So that's yeah. important. Yeah. Thanks for raising it.
question because uh, we know that uh, as we're walking around the city all the time, the city of Melbourne team, uh, but we're not always conscious of uh, the idiosyncrasies of every venue. But as I said earlier, we really want to make uh, the, this city as welcoming as possible. So if you are a tenant in a building and you notice things that make it less accessible uh, or really inaccessible, uh, then uh, there are a couple of things. One, it's always great to raise it with the landlord because any time that you make improvements like that, it's actually something that improves the entire building. So talking to your landlord is really important. But uh, city councils, including the City of Melbourne, we do run all sorts of programs to help uh, support and sometimes fund work to improve accessibility. So it's really worthwhile people calling the city to talk about the, the particular issues they have with the physical elements of a venue and uh, we can talk through that and see how we might be able to help. And the fact is because so much work has happened around the city, uh, there are lots of things that we know. Sometimes they can be quite quick fixes and other times they're more complex, uh, but really uh, keen to hear about them so we know the areas that we can uh, see if we can invest in together. Also to talk about the track that we just heard... That was the streets of your town by the go-betweens. And I like to say our town when we sing it. Absolutely. And that was Miss Kelly Cab. I'll get you to buy that. And I don't want to put them because Yes, Melbourne is a great city. With all our and what I'm around the city, so thank you for that. I'm um, talking about Christmas before, and in a break, you're kind of shipping a lot more. What is actually going on around Melbourne, Miss Yes, well, look. And we did get 
sidetracked when we started talking about Christmas and we got into accessibility. So thank you for the opportunity to talk a bit more about what we've got on because I mentioned a couple of the favourite things and I just thought I'd say that the Gingerbread Village is in a new spot this year, which is St Collins Lane, which is one of the new sort of arcades we have between Collins Street and Little Collins and there's great disability access there for everyone, which makes it a fantastic venue. But some of the new things this year I really wanted to uh, highlight is that we've got lots of extra sort of enormous giant Christmas decorations around town for people to be able to take selfies and they're in all sorts of areas around the city. But one of the other things we did this year is instead of us sitting at the town hall trying to think of great ideas, we had a new initiative called the Christmas Collective and we went out to lots of businesses and organisations and we said, If you've got a way that you want to activate your neighbourhood or your street or your business for Christmas, let us know and we can give you a small grant. So we gave away a whole lot of $3,000 grants and it's resulted in lots of local colour and flavour. So Errol Street in North Melbourne are having a big Christmas street party. In Kensington, Santa is making a special stop there. So there'll be uh, lots of uh, exciting things for the kids. The Carlton Baths are having a big carols night and the acoustics in the baths are apparently brilliant. So everyone can come along and join in some community carols. And one of my favourites is that Argyle Square, on, uh, which is on Ligon Street in Carlton, we're uh, putting in a, an outdoor theatre. And every Saturday night, you can come along and watch movies. Do you remember some of the really daggy Christmas family movies? Well, we're showing those. I've got, I've got one more now. What was it? It was Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. They, what is the name of that one where everything goes wrong for Christmas? Yeah, that is so good. <laughs> Just uh, late last month in November, we launched uh, the new data that's come through about our city and that was economic data and it told us that Melbourne really is the fastest growing city in Australia. Our population will be bigger than Sydney in about eight years' time. And one of the things that we need to be conscious of is how do we retain our livability and our focus on people whilst we have this phenomenal growth? And uh, one of our strengths in Melbourne has always been the diversity of our population, whether it's your ethnicity, whether it's your cultural background, whether it's your level of abilities in terms of accessibility. It's that diversity that we need to keep nurturing. So while we welcome lots of people into the city, we are working away together with the state government particularly and other municipalities to make sure that as more people come, that our programs and our city keeps reflecting the diversity of those people, their strengths, their weaknesses, their needs, their ambitions. And we feel if we can stay focused on people at the core of what we're doing, then we will be able to manage 
that growth plus that livability well. But that's the big challenge for all of us. And that's why I encourage everybody to keep championing the issues that are important to them, to keep raising uh, ideas and also challenges with the city so that we can respond to them because we rely on your voice to actually be able to manage the future well. Thank you for the nice of Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Ah, coming up next, we've got Completare Bellable. Sorry about that. Um, tomorrow, you're going to have a good year. And as a brother, I will say, my news, the good news, and good night. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks Thanks for for Thank you. Me. Thank you. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.